Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kellen Patterson of the O'Kellen clan. Yes. Yes, it is that time, people. People be real talk, Midwest muscles in your earlobes, soon to be in your minds. <laughs> I somehow enjoy this for some reason, but anywho, this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yet you, are looking, viewing, or maybe peeking for an actual place and a vehicle to drive, yeah, gaze like what Desiree. Like a Mack truck through ice cream, Kalen Patterson. Sprinkled with chocolate wine, snickerdoodle pellets. Check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let us chit-chatter with the banter. Hello, Desiree. How you doing? Hello. Hello. How are you feeling today, Kalen Patterson? Weak as a kitten and quiet as a mouse in a church. I don't know about the quiet part. <laughs> I would buy, buy the week as a kitten. <laughs> so um, you are don't. about to roll in to your fourth show in five weeks. I do believe. Yes, ma'am. Yes, so, you are correct. How are you feeling? Because you're you're, you were aiming for the big bodybuilding open, straight up open at the Windy City Natural. So... Lay it on us. How has this trek been? Uh, this I uh, pushed myself really hard, and uh, it's actually fitting for what we're talking about today, because when you know your limits, you have to get past them in order to find the new limit. And a lot of times, it's trial and error. I don't know why I'm still talking like that. Anywho, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of things going on, and I, I want to make sure that I represent the kids well. And that meant doing some, I don't want to say last-minute experimentation, but just pushing the limits and the boundaries without the risk of injury. So it's a lot of soreness and fatigue that I didn't expect going into this week but I know it had to be done in order to get those last little nooks and crannies of muscle to be exposed. <laughs> Expand. Exposed. Exposed. <laughs> right, well, it is, it is Tuesday, so you are four days out. Just four days. Yes. Four days to pull it together. Keep it together. You can do it. This is your pet talk. So any of my listeners out there in listener land, if you've got some motivational words of encouragement to send to Kalen's way, send them on. Send them on. This is a long trek. He's going to be due for a much-needed rest after this weekend. I do believe. I do believe. Are you still there? Yeah. I said after this year. Oh, this year. I didn't hear that part. I think you must have uh, you must have uh, buzzed out on us there for a second. I, I probably did. Uh, who knows? Who knows? There's always something that's right. 
it's one of those where you thought you responded in your head, you responded, but you really didn't do that. Anybody else ever do that? You thought you did something in your head, you did it, but then it didn't happen. It's kind of like those texts you thought you sent, but then you go back and look at your uh, text thread and you see that the message is still there and you never sent it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you guys know it happens. It happens. It happens. But uh, that didn't happen today. All the messages went through and our guest is here on time. And we are excited because, you know, sometimes that just doesn't happen. Well, that's kind of No, I wasn't expecting him to be late, but I'm just, you know, real talk. Sometimes sometimes our guests, they don't show. And and you know that's true while you're trying to cause trouble over there. But because you're as weak as a kitten today, I'm I'm going to let you get away with it. But sometimes it just happens. Doesn't wait for the way. Yeah. Yep. Um, sometimes they don't always show, but tonight there he is here and Ramsey Bader. Rodriguez. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners tonight. Oh, thank you. Hi. Hey, glad to be back. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me okay? Oh, hey. You sure can. Okay, great, great. Well, hey, listen, uh, congratulations, Kalen, on competing this weekend. That's exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah, using man. your concepts. Uh, My what? Using your concepts. I, I we, we I had a chance to read over your uh, outline, and I, I was like, wow, this is almost reading my mind. That's kind of crazy. So I, I'm excited to get into the show. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, I'm glad to be back. Um, it's been a long, hot summer, and I'm ready for yeah. fall. I don't know about you hey, guys, but here. Watch it. Careful. It can wait. I don't know. I'm with Ramsey. I'm ready for fall. But anyway, yeah, yeah. carry on, we'll, my we'll friend. We'll just keep falling that way and let us uh, enjoy this summer. <laughs> well, that's I, I get that. But in Texas, it's been over 100 degrees all month long. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, you all right. You feel my pain. Yes, yes, I do. I've been to Texas. <laughs> yes, that's what it um, is. All my flowers are dead. My grass is brown. I mean, I, I have no energy. No. Like, I'm like environmentally depressed with this heat. You know, ugh. So, we finally had a breakthrough today. It was only I think in the mid 80s, something like that. So we finally broke the broke this miserable heat. So. <sighs> it's 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 a good omen. It's a good omen now. So all of a sudden things are looking better. And uh, Kalen's going to be on 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 on, uh, on point this weekend. Yes. Yes, he is. You know, based based on what I'm going to be, we're going to be talking about today. You know, let me let me just say this and support moral or informational support to Kalen. Hey, man, if you if you've been doing things right, the body, the body, the progress and results take care of themselves. They do. There you go. They, Falls into pl- it falls into place when you do things well, right summer, systematically. We'll, we'll, we'll keep fall out of the burbies. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! Oh my, Ramsey, you're just gonna have to be on your toes tonight because Kalen is full of P and V. He may not be full of calories, but the P and V is not lacking. Oh, not God, lacking. I know what I know He's going to keep us on our toes. Going to keep us on our toes. So any reference, Good. anytime you say fall, 
he's gonna he's gonna be talking about the fall weather, how he doesn't want it. I will just put that out there. <laughs> it's coming. I'm not alone. It's coming. I'm not alone. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. We can be we can be an audience divided here, but we can still all be friends. You know, it's there like those house go. divided. You see where you have one spouse is a Iowa State fan and the other spouse is a University of Iowa fan, but they still get along. They make it work. We can do it. I have faith. We can do it. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Cyclones versus the Hawkeyes. There you That's go. Right. That's right. There. So you're in Texas, but why don't you remind us um, what you do, a little bit about your background, and then just bring us quickly up to speed on your um, competitive progress, because the last time we had chatted, I feel like you were getting ready to step on stage at some point this year. Maybe I'm not remembering that right, correctly. Yeah, that, no, good notes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, good notes. You're correct. Uh, I, I competed at the INBA, PNBA Worlds in Greece, June, I think it was nice. June the 6th. June nice. the 6th. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, uh, it, was, it was a good contest. I didn't break the top five. I still came in a little heavy. I was down to about 196, and then I still need to drop another five pounds or more. But, you know, I got a lot of good feedback with, with my uh, development. Uh, people were happy to see that my development, it just encouraged me to keep leaning out. Um, so, so we did that. Um, and what I do is, again, in case the listeners don't remember, yeah, well, I'm sure the listeners wouldn't expect them to remember, I am a lifelong natural bodybuilder. I am a sports trainer here in the Dallas Metroplex area. Also practicing nutritionist and always, always striving to learn more, do more, and get better at what I do and perfecting my craft. And I have an online website, synergen3.com, uh, where I can uh, entertain questions and, and uh, also provide a product that's available for the lifters. So that's All it right. in a nutshell. Well, very good. And I would say, dude, leaning out is the hard part. Sometimes lifting is the easier part, the food and the leaning and all of that. I mean, it's Thank tough. you. It's tough. Not to, <laughs> and not to, you know, I've, I've been there and not to speak for Kaylin, but I feel like that's probably been the hardest part of his prep because Kaylin's always had the physique and the size. It's just getting those last pounds off. And I don't know, yeah. AP, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's no, probably been your not. biggest challenge. So I, don't I worry, dude. Right. There you well, go. D- don't worry. Thank you. Yeah. And what's happened is over the years, I haven't competed in over about 10 years. And I continue to continue to to, to develop and get strong. So it, it's in my body's like, hey, listen, for 10 years you've been building and building and getting strong. And now you want to change it. Now you want to go backwards and drop 20, <laughs> 25 pounds. Oh, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't cooperate that easily. Sometimes so, yeah, it it's, it's, it's pretty it tough. Doesn't. And the magic, uh, I, I mean, and the magic is leaning down but keeping the size. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Carry yeah. So I'm definitely having to diet harder this time. And I'm I'm gradually doing so. Uh, I'll, I'll be competing September the 28th in Las Vegas. So oh, yeah. I'm, cool. I'm, there you go. 
Yeah, so if I could get a plug in to the AAU, I uh, just joined the AAU Bodybuilding Organization. A gentleman named Martin Drake, who has been the chairman yep. for String Sports. Yeah, you probably guys know him. Yes. Uh, yep. I just yep. caught yep. wind this, this this summer uh, through Facebook that uh, he was able to reinstate bodybuilding as a uh, sport with AAU again. And in case the listeners or you guys, I don't know if you guys know this or not, in case the listeners don't know, AAU is the one who started and implemented bodybuilding as a sport in this country. Yeah, and we've actually had um, Martin Drake on the show, and he was filling us in about the AAU and that they do have um, a natural competitive division. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's a good thing, and I see a lot of posts from Martin on social media. You know, that's one thing, Kaylin, though, and I know we need to get – Ramsey did not come on here just to talk about <laughs> current affairs. Um, we, are, we do have a topic to cover, but I don't believe – we have had an AAU athlete as a guest. No, well, so, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So you're on your road to, to becoming an AAU athlete, but we, we have not had an athlete from uh-huh. that organization um, share with us on the show. So that's something definitely we're going to have to pursue and do. So Yeah. Well, well yeah. also, I'd like, to, I'd, like to, I'd like to plug in ICN. I compete naturally, international. Uh, I'll be competing with him too. The, the Martin Drake is actually promoting both shows, one for AAU and one for the ICN, and and um, in Laughlin, Nevada, which is just outside of Las Vegas. So, I'll be competing in both both organizations. All right, awesome. Well, best of luck. And I am not real familiar with ICN, so I'll be I'll be uh, wanting to reach out and get updates on uh, on both of those areas. All right. Now, with that being said, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get mm-hmm. down to business. Let's get to our show. So, Ramsey, as he said, he is a uh, he's a trainer. He's a coach. And um, what we're discussing tonight is a training method called periodization. And yep. uh, this might be new to some of you. It might not be new, but uh, we are going to dive in. So, with that being said, um, Ramsey, I know. Um, We've already got some listeners with questions rolling in, but I would love for you to give us kind of an overview or set up this training model, and then we will roll into the listener questions from there. Fantastic. Well, periodization has been around since the mid-60s. A swimming coach out of Indiana uh, supposedly created the idea of uh, periodization, and in my opinion, um, the NSCA has covered a lot of good information on on periodization, and probably the most authoritative uh, person on periodization would be my mentor, Dr. Angel Spasov, uh, from Eastern Europe. Uh, I think they've perfected, perfected the, the the system, if you will. Whereas America, one thing that's interesting about America or Americans is is we tend to be very innovative, uh, but sometimes these foreigners seem to take it and perfect it, and I think that's what happened here with periodization. So periodization is basically a program that comprises of several uh, weekly or biweekly workout programs, and they fit into about an eight to twelve week model. Of, of several uh, workouts. And the, the periodization can't be really completely defined without using essential training variables that make up a workout. 
So that's that's one simple way of explaining periodization. Uh, periodization is used also by sports coaches, and the way they interpret it and print it out would be like a preseason, in-season, postseason, and rest cycles. So the basic idea of periodization comes from uh, our body's ability to adapt to its imposed demands. And the um, the best scientific term that's used for that is a general adaptation syndrome is the uh, scientific term. And I think that was recognized like in the 1950s. So basically, we got to take this periodization and create a workout and uh, apply the appropriate adjustments or changes as needed, whether it's within a week, one week, two week, four week, or eight week periods. Okay. That's to break this to break this down into simpler simplest terms. Um, basically, what this is is a training model that. Mm-hmm. Always keeps the body guessing. You you never really reach a stage where you plateau. Stop progressing. Well, no, you do plateau, and that's why you do have to okay. change the the workout program. That's 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 where it kind of you're gonna put the pieces together. Um, and that's I mean, come on. Anytime you've done some advanced weightlifting, you're like, okay, my bench is stuck at 200. What do I do? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm weighing, you know, a soaking weight of 195, and I've been there for the last, you know, year. I can't seem to gain any more muscle. So even though we we've done some progress and made some changes to our program, maybe uh, we're still hit these plateaus. So it, with, through periodization, we want to the two things we want to accomplish is a provide a good stimuli, uh, and then b uh, adapt, give it time to adapt, and that adaptation process could take a week or could take four weeks depending on the program you create. So then, after that time period that you've adapted, we can also parentheses call that progress. But now you feel like you've well uh, plateaued again. Now I got to make changes again to my program. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I know this. Is, I? I know this is, seems a little confusing, no, no, but we we have to we have to uh, try to try to explain this the best we can, or that I can. Go ahead, Caitlin. No, definitely. Uh, no, no. I, this is something um, it, like way back in the day. I can remember there was an uh, I was in a one of these uh, medical and uh, science uh, magazines, and it, it, it said something that really got my attention, and it kind of floored me because it said the the human body, well, anybody, mm-hmm. um, after your first rep, your body is already making adaptations to basically ensure that next time it won't be as difficult as hard. And so, you know, when people get to that state of comfortability and say, you know, I've made it, they really haven't. They've just gotten comfortable, but the body is still needing to be pushed to grow. And I think if we have the paradigm shift of understanding how, how beneficial that kind of thinking and structuring is to the human body and mind that we wouldn't have this urgency to run to drugs and, and understanding that, you know, we need to have some chemical basically mm-hmm. added into our lives to get us to the progression that we think we need. And I, I'm, I'm really loving the topic of this and I hope our listeners are catching on because I think uh, we, we kind of confused them in the, in the beginning. So just go over the, the, the purpose of adaptation for the human body. I know it's very basic for you, 
But uh, just to get our listeners caught up, because uh, they're, I think we're coming with a whole different mindset than what they expected from our link. And, and our listeners, I do apologize for that, because uh, we don't want any misunderstanding. Well, as you know, there's quite a scientific basis to this, and and, and that's why some of the science is, is news to some of the people or listeners. But listen, at the, like you said, you know, what do we want to do? Do we want to take the needle? Or do we want to take a little effort and learn, you know? And that's what I'm trying to, you know, that's what we're trying to do here is we're trying to give people a little bit more tools and information to work with when you go into creating your program, you know. So it's, it's imperative in natural bodybuilding, particularly our long-term training, that we do this. So, you know, provide this information. So uh, what part of periodization do you want to tackle first, uh, Caitlin? I'm not sure what you meant by the ADAPT. Well, the, the adaptability of the body, because I, I think uh, that was the one thing, and I, I'm going back to Eugene Sandow, the, like the original bodybuilder, one of the, the first ones, and he mm-hmm. realized that as long as people were looking for an outside source, that the body wouldn't be pushed to the limit because the mind wouldn't be motivated to push it to that limit, knowing there was a chemical out there that could basically kind of, uh, I guess, uh, make a shortcut to the growth and the gains. And yeah. so he was very adamant and very outspoken against uh, steroids and everything else because he said the body would never reach its full potential because we were, our, our focus wouldn't be truly on adapting the body in the way it would need to be because, you know, the focus would be elsewhere. Because anything that basically diverges from the true train of thought basically keeps us from reaching our potential, our full potential. And I think that's what you're touching on. And, and, and some of our listeners have been so divided in our thinking, you know, because, I mean, let's be honest, we're a drug-addicted nation, whether we admit it or yeah. not. I mean, uh, pharmacy yep. has basically uh, covered what the drug dealers didn't. So, you know, it, it, it's a mindset, <laughs> and, and, and we have to basically get past that. So go ahead and start <laughs> with that. We'll go from there. Well... Um, that is an interesting point you made earlier as far as adaptation. There is what's called an acute adaptation response when you exercise. Uh, the Russians called it a supercompensation response. Um, so anytime you lift a weight, um, the body is immediately trying to adapt to it. That is true. Um, so so there is there is that acute adaptation response. But when we put when we create a workout program with its essential training variables we can keep stimulating it and adapting to it in in a time period of, of two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. So let, let me let me go with this here. So uh, a periodization basic model is comprised of of, of training cycles. Okay, um, the shortest training cycle is called a micro cycle, and that can last one to two weeks. Now this typically applies to, hey, I'm just going to get back into working out. I better take it light. Okay. So so let's just take take the workout life for one or two weeks. Now you're giving your body to adapt. You're getting your body to adapt physiologically and neuromuscular skill set-wise towards being able to do the exercises with good form and getting your muscular endurance built up and also building energy systems up. So then you progress to to phase two of the mesocycle. Now you're looking at making progress. So, okay, I've gotten through the first two weeks of training I'm feeling a bit better. I'm a little bit more motivated. Now the next four weeks should be a structure of what's called a mesocycle, a four-week period. 
of, uh, of, of my workouts, and there's got to be some kind of a change or a progression at that point. And then after those four weeks, now you've basically trained a six-week period, you should structure another four-week four period. That would be your second mesocycle. So basically you look at a 10-week periodization cycle. And then those last four weeks is when you probably should be making your best gains. So your goal, if your desired goal is to get stronger, then by the end of the eight weeks, you should find some kind of a measure in your program where, look, I did get stronger. I gained 10 pounds on the bench. I gained 20 pounds on the squat or maybe even a few pounds of, of muscle mass as well. So what's, what's imperative is that we structure and organize our workouts the best of our abilities to, to keep getting the stimuli and adaptation equaling progress, okay? So when we, when we design, a, let's, when we decide to say, okay, well, um, now I'm going to go ahead and try to do an eight-week program, and I do this for a lot of athletes, and I do this a lot of it online, and I love doing this. So in order to create a workout program, you need the, the acute training variables. So every workout should have these training variables, okay? These, these are what's, what I learned through the NSCA in learning uh, periodization training through the NSCA, the National Strength Conditioning Association. And they are, as, as you probably have there in your notes, there's the choice of exercise, sequence of exercise, the sets and reps, or referred to as volume, the rest interval, And, um, whoops, I lost my notes here. And <laughs> uh, duration, intensity, and frequency. So there's, there's, there's quite a few there. I think there's seven. What? Eight. Seven, yep. So, so, okay, so when, when like, you're going to create a program, you really need to be uh, aware of all these training variables and how am I going to apply each one of these to create an effective workout. So these are things that, that, that we need to make sure that we know. You know, the, the choice of exercise, what sequence is it going to be in, how many sets and reps am I going to do, how long should I rest between sets, how long should my workout be, and how, how heavy or hard, or in other words, intensity am I going to apply and how often should I work out? So, okay, so there's a lot of relativity to each one of these training variables, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced lifter. No doubt, no doubt. And, and okay. you know, basically in what you said, so as our workout should have structure, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, sometimes our workouts don't have structure. Sometimes it's just based right. on how we feel. Now, if you're training yep. and you're a bodybuilder and what have you, um, you know, that's you're prob- you probably do have a certain level of structure to your workouts, but you are breaking it down even more to these individual categories that you should make sure you understand that are going into each exercise level that you do. So you're you're actually bringing it even into more finer focus as to what you're yeah. doing and and why you're actually doing it in addition to how you're doing it. Yeah, a, a lot of lifters do it intuitively. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of good lifters out there that are, that are natural. They're good lifters. 
So they do it intuitively. Uh, I do it that way. I've done it that way. But now I've I've had a pretty good education behind this, so I've been able to apply it even better. Um, so so. So, yeah, I want to make sure that people are conscious that we're able to apply these training variables the best of our abilities so we can really, really hone in on making better progress. And when you really get into doing this on a regular basis, get better at doing this, uh, you'd be amazed. One, all of a sudden, you're, you're not bored. You're not frustrated. You're making progress. You don't burn out. You really don't burn out. You're ready for the next workout cycle. And and it's like it's, that's the way it's supposed to be, you know. So the last thing on your mind is going to be resorting to other stuff. When when I when I was mentored with Dr. Spassoff, he told me over and over and over. He says, Ramsey, the most important thing in sports performance is the training program, bar none. Not even the drugs. In Bulgaria, it was the training program. You know, if if the athlete couldn't keep up very well, then maybe we can we consider putting him on a drugs. But the the program was always going to be the key, the key to the success. So when I created these conferences here in Texas, I would bring in coaches from for different reasons. Some would talk about this and that and techniques, exercises. Uh, but when I brought Angel in, I said, listen, we need to learn more and more about periodization. That's why I'm bringing you up here as my keynote speaker. And even the coaches that were speakers would sit there and take notes because it was, it was invaluable what he had to offer. Okay, I kind of right. just kind of ran off there. <laughs> That's all right. I think we're scratching the surface here, and I do want to get more, you know, put a little more meat on the bones of these um, characteristics of training that you just outlined for us with the intervals, you know, duration, intensity, and frequency. But before we do that, we have several questions that we need to kind of wade our way through. Um, okay. Because, and we'll, and we might get to some of the details that we're looking for by answering these questions, but I know our listeners have been waiting patiently. So thank you guys. This first one is from Helen, and this is going to take us back to um, some of our earlier discussion where we were having of, well, if you're not going to rely on drugs for improvements and you are a natural athlete, then you better figure out how to make the most of your training program in order to continue to experience gains. So Helen is wanting to know, why aren't more proactive ideas pushed into this nation that's nationally dependent on masking agent drugs? So why, why aren't we seeing more efforts to make sure that naturals are really maximizing their training program? Why aren't they? Well, yeah. I, 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 Scott, there's, there's different ways of answering that, you know, and there's not one definitive way. Okay. I've been a practitioner for 35 years. Uh, one is lack of education, okay? And, and two, yes. it's, 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 it's hard to find the right information, you know. Not just every, not, not just every gym guy is going to know. Okay, you know. So you have to go with the right resources. When I was getting my degree from University of Texas – I was became informed of the National Strength Conditioning Association. Okay, they're the largest governing body of scientific training for sports training and specifically strength training in in the country and now the world. So I immediately became a member, read the journals, became certified. Um, so it's important that we we find the right resources. Um, 
you know, the, another layer is, yeah, unfortunately, we're such a drug-oriented society, and we we are such yes. a marketing-oriented society. We 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 want things instantly, and does it make yes. me feel good? You know, does it satisfy my ego? You know, and and and, and, my, and the right information is probably not going to satisfy your ego. You know, it's it's probably going to be inconvenient. Now I got to learn this. Now I got to learn that. Well, you want me to do this. Well, now you want me to do that. That's learning. You know, so there's trends and subculture reasons why. And but my first answer is, man, you got to be able to find the right information, the right resources, and that's why we're having this talk. So you guys are a good resource. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Kalen, thoughts on that? Well, uh, he keyed in on the big part. Is marketing is one, and a lot of times when you talk about uh, real truth. There's a lot of work and effort that's involved in that, especially if you're going in the wrong direction. And one of the hardest things for America is lifestyle change because we're so set in that, you know, the only thing that matters is getting to work, getting home, and basically living this fictional life that uh, that doesn't really match how our lives are going. And when he was talking about how, you know, we, we have this standard that you know you 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 only have so much time. Everything's got to be like real quick, right now, instantly. And the body doesn't work that way. It it knows how to to it. Adaptation takes time, and and that's the one thing it seems that we don't have enough of. And I I can just recall telling a person, you know, what what favorite show would you be willing to omit for your from your day to have better health? And that seemed like the dumbest question for me to ask at that time because he's like, well, what's that got to do with me being healthy? You know, if, if, if you, I'm giving up a TV show, what, what is that? What relevance does that have? And, mm-hmm. you know, anybody in, a, in the fitness environment would actually instantly make that connection with that hour or hour, hour and a half of time or binge watching, you could be basically addressing your health. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of factors. Like you said, there's so much that goes in to how we present health, how we present, because honestly, it, it would seem uneventful to be healthy, where mm-hmm. you have, in, in, in any movie you watch, in any TV show, there's that really dramatic instant of pain, suffering, and anguish. And most of America can relate to that. But when you talk about good health and everything else, where are we going with that if we're going to keep the guidelines of health and fitness in a marketed fashion? And I don't think anybody has successfully come up with one of those concepts to actually address the whole nation where we all get to the understanding that we have to be and do better. Yeah. Well, in in, in the Christian world, we call that the the narrow, taking the narrow road, the narrow path. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that we do. That we do. Okay, this next question. Actually, Dale and Bill, I still are asking a similar question, but they're asking it in a different way. So I'm going to try and uh, paraphrase here. Um, Dale is saying, how can we train our bodies to be healthy once we start to wean ourselves off of the drugs that we seem to have been chemically dependent on for so many years 
And Billy is following up with, can the body fully heal, heal once health and fitness are fully introduced back into the body? So I feel like you're asking the same thing yeah. from two different perspectives. Oh, sure. One is, um, you know, okay, I've been using drugs or someone who has been mm-hmm. using drugs, you know, yeah. how can My we buddy. be healthy once we stop? And then Billy's saying, you know, maybe from Billy's perspective, he wasn't on drugs, but he got to a mm-hmm. state of, you know, bad health. Can the body fully heal once you've been to that point? So I guess they're both about healing, but from two different venues, maybe two different aspects. Thoughts I'm assuming they're talking about. I'm assuming they're talking about recreational drugs. Um, could be, could be steroids, could be recreational, could be just I, you know, gained 200 pounds and you know have I'm on every drug yeah. there is to control my, you know insulin and this, that, and the next thing. So, insulin, you know, uh, once we get off of the pressure. drugs, and, yeah. uh, can, our, can our bodies make a comeback? Absolutely. And the other one is steroids and growth hormone. All oh. right, there you go. Whoa. So, yeah, two, <laughs> okay. different, two different perspectives. Yes. Well, the, the short, the, yeah, okay, let's see. Yeah, the short answer is yes. And I'd like to give one quick um Example or testimonial. I worked with with a young lady who who was uh, had addiction problems, and uh, it was recreational. And the the thing that helped her the most and the fastest was eating right and exercising, and that's just remarkable. And within two to three weeks, the temptation of the drugs was gone. The recovery took about eight weeks. Uh, the fogness and so forth to clear out. So, yes, it's amazing how well the body can recover when you do things correctly. Yes. Now, if the guy, if, if the guy, if, if, go ahead. I, I mean, you know, this is this is really a question to an, an endocrine doctor or an internal medicine doctor, as far as you know. I've been using all these androgenic drugs or human growth hormone drugs, blah blah blah. Now I need to, re- I need to figure out how to recover from it. That's more of a medical question, but you know, short term, short term or long term, the body is going to, you know, uh, recover from from that. There may be some consequences, prices you pay for it, but yeah, yeah, certainly believe that. All right, and what I was just going to add too, from the perspective, if you have high blood pressure, you know, bad cholesterol, you know, mm-hmm. this, that, and the next thing. You know, I've seen time and time again that once an individual, again, cleans up their food, focuses on Mm -hmm. eating well, gets moderate exercise into their routine consistently, then all of these drugs start to fall away. So the body starts to heal itself in those instances before the drug is even removed. It allows, you know, the individual to stop taking those medications, which once you stop taking those, because the way drugs work, folks, if you're not sure, is it's going to treat a symptom. It never heals anything. It just treats symptoms. And in order yeah. to treat one symptom, it's turning off some function of the body, which may lead to other symptoms that you're going to end up taking another drug for. So once you stop taking the drugs, your body is able to function in the matter that it was designed to function once you have the basics in place for the most part. And I know there are extreme examples where it doesn't always work that way, but for the most part, majority of the time you eat well, clean your act up, you get moderate exercise in on a consistent basis and your body's going to do what it needs to do. 
and the body can heal. It is amazing. God created an amazing machine. So just to keep that in perspective. Kaylin, anything to add? Well, you guys are killing it, so I'm, I'm going to just leave it at that. Because, uh, I don't want to go on another rant. <laughs> <laughs> but you're good at it. <laughs> I have similar ones. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. This next one is from Jake. He says, hey, I'm interested in your show, but I have issues with all these ideas for people and their bodies. You simply have to learn our bodies over time. Which is not wrong, which is not wrong. No, no, no. But in listening no. to no, no. I yeah. think it's good to hear different perspectives and learn different methods than what you've, do, than what you've been doing. So exactly. education, I think, is always good. What you do with it after you learn it, now that's up to you and your body. Ramsey? Yeah. No, I'll just let me just perfectly for me to follow, follow up with that. Yes. You do have to learn your body, but you have to have the information first. Yeah, and that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm trying to provide. So you Real take this talk. information. You take this information. Thank you. And then you have a basic understanding of it. And I'm and I'm really happy to to uh, go over these variables a little bit more in detail in application sense too. By the way, I, I, I wasn't done with my yeah. little script here or outline. No. So you take this. You take this information. You go. Okay. Now I got to. Now I'm going to apply it. And as I apply it over a period of time, you're learning your body. How how it responds to 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 the program, and then you're going to take a better understanding and appreciation for each one of these training variables. Okay, so so it, that's that's the practice. That's where experience comes in. But you have to have this the proper information. Listen, nothing annoys me more than I'm in my workout. Everything's calculated. Okay, my sets and reps, my exercises, sequence of exercises, duration, frequency, rest intervals, all things calculated. And I got people all around me doing five exercises at once. Okay, that drives me nuts. That's not that. Okay, that's not to me. That's not very. It's not very productive. Okay, weight training. By and large, is very structured activity. I'm done <laughs> for now. For now. Oh, no, I, um, <laughs> I, I like to add to that because, like, it, it, guys, look, Dad and I have talked about this several times. Uh, it, this is nothing new. Uh, with with people that are basically giving a great sales pitch and then you find out you've been screwed over and, and, and hurt in the past. And we speak against the bro science, uh, I think more than I think any other podcast that we have out, out uh, in our, in our competitive realm. Um, we, we don't like it. We can't stand it. And uh, we've seen firsthand at the different uh, enhanced shows and uh, the natural shows where people have been damaged uh, mentally and physically with uh, just ignorance. I mean, and so that's the reason for Real Talk is to bring about the truth and, and you know, the, the time and the education that it takes to do that. So I, I get there's a lot of, of us that have been hurt. It's like mm-hmm. any relationship. You, you, you have relationships at work and you have relationships at work that don't work. You have some people that meet the first time and they're married for the next 70 years, and God bless them. And then you have others that basically take three strikes and they still out. So, you know, it might be 10 or 15 times, but you still got to keep stepping out there and, and dealing with your health with the reality that your health is still paramount no matter how many times 
something might happen. I mean, I'm, I'm the most broken individual you can imagine, other than this side of evil can evil. So, you know, I know that it's just not going to happen where my body's not going to get better. So, you know, I, I get the pain. I get the frustration of here we go again. But somebody somewhere, I mean, I, I, I liken it to, since we, you know, we're talking about God. It's, you know, not every church is for everyone, but there is yeah. a church there for someone. And if, if you find that, then you're blessed. But we don't want to get away from the fact that there is a God. So if there's good help, there has to be the reality that there's a way to get to it. And if Mr. Yes. Radley has the way to do it, then God bless him. And if, it, if it's somebody else, then God bless them. But don't give up on your health because you're talking about your life. And there's no way you should be living secondary to, to good health because that's just not an option. Amen, brother. <laughs> And then, Amen. And I know I know we're running short on time, and we need to get to these variables. So we got one more question to comment. But the only thing sure. that I would add to that is, you know, so Larry is saying you guys are blowing my mind. I'm having a hard time keeping up with this. But you know, this is just scratching the surface. This we yes. by the end of the show, yes. we will not have imparted enough information for you to take this and just execute it perfectly. But we are placing thoughts in your mind, for as, as we always say, for you to go and do your homework. And the one thing that is coming clear for me with periodization is, if nothing else, it puts you in more control of what your workout is because you have exactly. more understanding of every element of that workout. It's not just here. Someone says, go do this, and you go do it. You have, you know, you're starting to get the basis of, well, what kind of questions should I be asking if someone is giving me the go do? And then if they can't answer that, then that should lead you to some more questions. So, again, just scratching the surface here, guys. We, we don't have an end-all, be-all solution, but we do have more food for thought, and that's for sure. Yeah, yeah thank um, you. That My goal was to make people – maybe get a general understanding of, of periodization and the training variables. These are the essentials that make up an effective workout in a program design. Okay. Um, and if not make people conscious of that, if if they're not familiar with it, then they're going to become conscious of it. So we'll, we'll, we'll stop. Implant it, whatever we can in your in your head to get a start to get it going here. But we have to do this. I, I listen. I've been around the sports and the fitness industry for for decades. And listen, there's a lot on um, exercise technique. Okay, there's great information on that. There's a lot on trends. Okay, but there's probably less and less of what we're talking about right now. It's like how do we truly grab the essential tools to make a good effective workout, and that needs to be covered. Because that's where long-term progress is at. And there you have it. So question here from Lane, and uh, then we're, we're going to try and get to some of these essentials, guys. And if we have to have Ramsey back, maybe we can twist his arm to do that. So this question <laughs> is from Lane, and I think this will lead us into um, the essentials that we've been talking about. But they're saying, so what you guys are saying is that we have to change up our workouts from time to time, which is true. That's yes. not a secret. Um, but the next part of the question is, how will we know for sure when we're supposed to do that? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, descriptly, we can we know that if what's his name, Brian John Lane. What's the guy? 
Lane, excuse me, Lane. Okay, if Lane's been doing a workout regularly for eight weeks, it's time to change the workout program. It's time. Okay, that's one way of looking at it. Another way is all of a sudden I was enjoying my workouts and I'm now kind of a month and a half into it and I'm kind of getting bored or I don't feel like I'm making any progress. That's your body intuition telling you, hey, man, this workout you're doing is is, 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 is done. You know, you made some progress. You've made some progress, but now it's just it's plateaued. So there's some physical and you know indications of that. But generally speaking, eight weeks. After eight weeks, you got to change your program up. So when you go to change your program up, what do I know? Oh, I, that's right. There's these seven or eight essential training variables. I need to be able to apply those in, into my next workout program. Okay, gotcha. So let's let's talk. So just to quickly recap. Basically, we've talked about two phases of periodization and based on your notes. And, Brenda, yes, we will share um, more of this information as much as we can to um, the P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin Facebook page. Um, and you can always go back to the archives and listen to this show as many times as you want to, to mm-hmm. round out your notes. But, uh, okay, so you talked about two phases so far. You talked about the micro phase, which is basically one to two weeks, getting you back, Mm -hmm. getting you, you know, setting the basis, the platform for your workouts. And then you talked Mm -hmm. about the mesocycle, which is basically three to four weeks, which is Mm -hmm. kind of the the momentum phase or the heart of your workout where you should start to see results for whatever your goals are, progress, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you had reference doing that twice. So having a meso phase back to back. Right. So when you when you when you characterize those two mac, uh, mesocycles, it's called a macro cycle, and this is a, this, this is the scientific terms that are, that are described by research scientists for periodization. Yeah. So it's the micro, the meso. If you comprise of two mesocycles, you can characterize that into a eight week macro cycle. So three basic parts to it in periodization. Three different parts to cycling. All right, all right. So three different parts there. Now, in each of those three different parts, you have the, you know, seven or eight essentials that you're outlining. Mm -hmm. We've got 10 minutes, so let's dive into the first one, I guess. And we're going to have to have you back. (laughs) Oh, well, that's that simple. It's just that simple. Hey, man. I think you're already to understand. And I I really hope we have the chance to come back. I love this. Yeah. This is my favorite topic. And listen, I talk with this with with other other coaches. I talk this with other athletes. I, t- I have discussion all the time. Listen, I've I've been trying to learn and and, and apply periodization, different methodologies of periodization since the mid '90s. I mean, I, I was grasping, chasing Angel Spasoff then. Uh, so, uh, and I knew this was the most important part in program design. Is understanding this better and better. Okay, so we go with um, so you, you, you know you can just think out loud to yourself. You know I'm, I'm trying to enlighten this and make this simple as possible. Uh, we're talking as horse strength training here. We're not talking jogging or stairmaster stuff. We're talking strength training here. Strength training is very structured, so we need the essential training variables. What exercise am I going to do? That's choice of exercise. Okay, um, what's what else is there? Well, I know I'm going to do more than one exercise, unless you're a powerlifter, right? But we're not. So, so the next, the next, <laughs> next uh, va- variable 
is sequence of exercise. Well, I'm going to do my bench press first because we all got a bench, right? It's it's like the love. It's just the first love. So that's my choice of exercise. And then the second one is like, what else am I going to do? Sequence of exercise could be like your isolations, your flies, or a dips. Okay, that would be your sequence. That would be like the following exercises. It would be your sequence of exercises. And then um, if let's let's take uh, so then we're going to establish the sets and reps. Well, I've, I've already I've already gone through the first couple of weeks of really warming up well and my body adapting. So I'm going to to really stimulate my muscle. The desired reps should be around 10 reps. Okay, so my rep establishment is going to be 10 reps. And how many sets am I going to do? Well, I'm going to do two or three sets per exercise. Now you're looking at volume work. Now you're looking at chest work of about eight to ten total sets at a specific rep scheme of about ten reps. Okay, so now because now we got to take think about well after I do a set, what do I do? Do I do some jumping jacks? Do I do some push-ups? Or do I go talk to the cute girl? What do I do? And what, is it important? Let's let's beg the question. The more important important question. What what does it really mean to rest between sets? This is huge, guys. No one talks about this and drives me effing nuts. Okay, so bear with me here. When you when you when you get done with a set, a hard effort set, I just knocked out 200 pounds, 10 reps on the bench, and it really really you know made me work hard. You're sitting there going, <laughs> right? You're breathing hard. That's your aerobic cycle quickly regenerating all the ATP PCs back into the anaerobic energy cycle so you can create strength work again. So that takes at least 90 seconds to, to be accomplished. So your body's recovery at 90 seconds restores about 87% of the energy you need. Okay. So that rest interval is darn important. Okay. So then... So then um, duration, how long should my workout last? We know if we go over an hour, cortisol starts to escalate and testosterone anabolic hormones start to decelerate or decline. So you don't want your workouts to last more than an hour, hour and 15 minutes at a time. And then intensity, your intensity corresponds to your repetitions. If you If you think 10 reps, which is a great number for stimulus of hypertrophy or muscle growth, you, the intensity is going to be at a rep scheme max. It's, it's about 75% intensity. So if you're effectively doing 10 reps with good effort, that's about 75% intensity. Okay. So that's okay. going to be your intensity. That's going to be your intensity margin. And then the last one finally is frequency. Frequency is like, well, how many workouts should I do per week, or how many times should I train each body part per week? That kind of depends on your stage of, of training that you're in, if you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Okay. If you're a beginner, once a week. If you're intermediate, twice a week is probably pretty good. And me, I'm crazy. I do it three times a week, each body part. That's how much efficient I've gotten with periodization training, that I can train my body parts three times a week at this crazy age of 54. Okay, I'm All done. Right. <laughs> I, I kind of got on a roll there. So. I, never, I never quite know if for anybody who has been listening to us to any length of time, you know that's been killing me because I don't know if I should jump in, if I should wait, should I say something, should I not say something? Oh, yeah. Here, no, we, are. Here to, we are. I'm trying to press upon how important it is to, to apply these properly and to work out. Yes, mm. and I 
and I am all about that, and I feel like we have just brushed the surface. I mean, it's all credibly important, but I know, because I have questions, so I know our listeners have questions of, you know, just really diving into each section and just mm-hmm. knowing, you know, you know how do yeah. I, I mean, and that's what trainers and coaches do. That's the background they're supposed to have. That's the, spot, the part they're supposed to tell us. We just want to have the confidence that they're taking all of these things into consideration for maximum results yeah. because – Yep. As we said earlier, we're on the natural route, so we got to squeeze every ounce of performance out of everything that we do because we're generating it ourselves. You yep. know, there's yep. no outside. There's no yep. um, there's no outside stimulus. And let me just add, add this value to to what what I'm training about here. So periodization creates a, allows your body's system. It creates a system for your body to work really really well. Okay, when you apply a good periodization model with these training variables, you're creating your body's exercise system to work better. So it's just a system you're creating. Okay, and and that's one point. The second point is I remember training this guy. He was pretty buff, big guy, young kid, pretty cocky. You know, nothing new in the gym, right? Uh, strong kid, and but I could tell you didn't know a whole lot. He was like, "Hey, man, let, let me. Why don't you train with me? I'll, I'll hire you to train me, and I'm trying to get stronger, a little bit bigger." I said, "Okay." And since he was pretty advanced, I'm like, "Okay, we're gonna really take a periodization here for a real advanced person like yourself, and uh, see how you do with it." Well, I'm training him along for about four or five weeks, and then he's like, "Hey, man, I got to tell you something." I said, "What's that?" He says, man, I've been on the juice. I'm like, what? Said, yeah, I've been doing like 500 milligrams of testosterone. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I'm like, oh, okay. And here I was taking pride on my program. So it gets better. So then he's like, but I'm off, man. He goes, but I'm off. I'm off the stuff now. I'm, I've been off for about a week or so. I said, okay. I continued applying an advanced level of periodization training. And that guy still made gains. There you go. So so I don't give a hoot what the hell you're doing, man. You have to apply this system properly. Drugs or no drugs, baby. Just learn it and let's get after it. There you go. Well, and, it, and so Shane, in answer to your question, I feel like he, he just did. He wants to know, would this kind of knowledge keep others from feeling a need to use drugs? So I guess, Ramsey, I don't know if your kids stopped using drugs because of the training program or he just stopped, but I I don't know. So in answer to Shane's well, question, what do we think? Last thoughts on tonight. Would this kind of knowledge keep others from feeling a need to use drugs? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Know, KP? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like rocket science, so why is something that seems so relatively simple and intuitive, why is it so mm-hmm. hard and underutilized? Lack and again, I, I guess it goes yep. back to not knowing, not knowing yep. the right information, but yep. I don't know. Can I give one more quick quick testimony to the periodization training? Yes, please do. we have do. time or not? Okay. Okay, so so – so my mechanic comes to me and says, hey, listen, my son loves to work out. He's real disciplined, but he keeps hurting himself. He's been training for a couple of years. I need for him to come train with you. I said, cool, bring him in. And he, bring, he brings, a, brings a kid in. He's young, 22, 23. I do his body fat. I do all his testing measurements for strength, height, weight, and body fat. And through periodization training, I started him at a high rep scheme, okay, high rep scheme. 
and gradually progression to lower rep schemes of six to eight reps at about 80, 85% intensity. Maybe we touch to maybe four reps for 85, 90% for a couple of weeks. And at the end of eight weeks, that kid gained eight pounds of muscle and dropped 2% body fat. Wow. That's extremely. That's amazing. Paying attention to your workouts, to all the variables, week in, week out, and making the proper adjustments. I was like, oh, my God, dude, you did so great. You gained eight pounds of muscle and dropped 2% body fat, which is about four or five pounds of fat mass, just on this training program. That's it. Well, like I said, that's amazing. So I guess the only thing I can say is, I need to go home and start start paying attention to all the variables, and yep. uh, and see and see what happens. So uh, yep. I'll be I'll be picking your brain. But with that being said, I'm gonna have to pick it on another day because, dude, we are out of time. This show went by so amazingly uh, fast. I cannot yes, even believe it. Cannot yep. even believe and it. So I, thank you. I, I can't even. You there? I need some yep, snickers. We're here. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be happy to come back on, and we can come up with some more concrete examples and more application forms and whatever we need to do, and we can create it so people can make sure they can grasp this a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think we awesome. really do. So on behalf of uh, those of us wanting to crack the code of periodization everywhere, we have our sticker doodle <laughs> shout-out. Thanks so much, Ramsey Rodriguez. On behalf of everyone on the phone tonight in the airwaves and Kaylin and Ramsey, myself, the boys from P4P Muscle, your body's a temple, so let's build it. Which nigga doodle?